Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are listening to Calvary Live, the call-in show where you, the listener, get to call in to the radio station here and ask questions and also to give your prayer requests. And I'll be your host for this hour. My name is Pastor Jeff Figgs. I am the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado and you can call me at the number that you just heard at 303-690-3000. And this really is you, the listener, your show for the next hour to be able to call in and ask questions about the Bible or maybe Christian living or our worldview on certain things that we see around us. I want to be an encouragement to you. I want to point you to the Word of God. Uh, I want to be able to uh, pray with you if you have prayer requests. And uh, so give me a call, 303-690-3000, and they will answer the phone and grab one of those open lines. Uh, usually, if you can call in early, you can uh, get through, and, and we want to be able to see what the Lord has for us and, and to bless you uh, as you find your way um, wherever you're at this afternoon. Uh, for those of you listening on Grace FM in Colorado, you're listening live this afternoon. Pray that you're having a blessed day and uh, that I want to be able to be a part of that blessing uh, as we have the show here today. Beautiful day along the Front Range. It's hard to believe it's been uh, January, mid-January. We um, have been seeing warm weather yesterday. uh, Actually, I was up at uh, a lake west of Loveland doing some fishing. The lake was open and uh, caught some rainbows and saw a bunch of elk and eagles and turkeys. And it was just a wonderful day. It was hard to believe that is January, but it is. And uh, so um, we're enjoying the weather while we can. And the mountains have snow. So wherever you're at, all along the Front Range in Colorado, uh, from southern Colorado, uh, parts of Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs, uh, up into northern Colorado, the metro area of Denver, uh, Boulder and Longmont and Fort Collins and Greeley up into southern Wyoming. Uh, we welcome you as you listen and uh, give us a call at 303-690-3000. It's always a blessing to be a part of your lives. I uh, want to also welcome those who are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM, syndicated uh, Christian stations on the East Coast, and you too can call at that number. Always love to hear from you guys. You are a week delayed, but give us a call, and you'll be able to um, ask questions and then listen to yourself a week later, listen to the conversation that we have. And as I said, what a blessing to hear from you from uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Maryland and uh, parts of Kentucky and North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, other states in the East, and wherever you're at. If you're listening online, you can give us a call. We know that we have a number of online listeners that are tuned in right now. Welcome, and uh, give me a call at 303-690-3000. 
Love to be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord. There's another means for you to be able to ask a question, as many of you know, if you've been listening to the show, and that is the dedicated text line. And that number, let me give it to you, is 720-336-0897. And um, you can text in a question or a prayer request, and as time permits, we'll be able to to go to those um you know, text questions and answer them. So be sure that you're safe as you text and uh, 720-336-0897. I will repeat those numbers uh, throughout the show. And uh, so you can um, put those in your favorites, in your contacts, and then you can pull them up whenever you're listening to the show. But let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to Cindy and Greeley. Cindy? Cindy and Greeley? Cindy, yes. you're on Calvary Live. Pastor Jeff, How are you? Um, How are you, Cindy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. Good. Question. So last week when we started in the book of Revelation, you, you kind of blew my mind. I had so many questions after, you know, your teaching on Wednesday night. You know, and since we know that the Bible was written by like 40 different humans inspired by God, obviously, and then John was exiled to Patmos when he was in his 90s to write Revelation. I guess my question is, how did all these different authors and their writings, how did they all kind of come together to create the Bible? And when John was on Patmos, was he there alone, or were there other people on that island? And how did his writings of Revelation, I guess, come to civilization? How did it come to to people where they could put it all into the Bible? Those are good questions, um, Cindy. Um, And if you're going to be here on Wednesday, I'm going to answer some of those questions. So, um, (laughs) yeah, you know, John was on that island. It was um, a imprisonment island. It was in a chain of islands that... um, about, I don't know, I can't remember, about 50 islands right off to Turkey, only about 30 miles off the coast of Turkey, but it was an imprisonment island. It, it is believed, um, sources uh, that I've heard and, and read, that John was doing heavy labor. Can you imagine that as somebody in your 80s or 90s that was working? So wow. he, it, he was isolated in a sense but he had to do work. He was banished to the island, not to be heard of again. That's um, where uh, they would send prisoners to where they would live out the rest of their lives, to be banished there. And, of course, God had different plans. So we'll talk a little bit about that, um, you know, tomorrow. But as the canon of Scripture, you're exactly right. What is amazing about the Scriptures is the uh, Scriptures being put together. Um, There's 66 books written over a 1,500-year period, 40 different authors. And, Cindy, what makes it so uh, interesting is these authors all had different backgrounds. Um, uh-huh. They Moses was a shepherd. Um, of course, he was a leader. Uh, we know that um, you know, other writers uh, you know, were kings like David, uh, Solomon, uh, Amos was a fig picker. You know, he was, uh, worked in agriculture. You know, then you have uh, the uh, disciples, you know, and the New Testament writers. They all have different backgrounds, different experiences, but yet they bring one unified message. 
right. they write over hundreds of controversial topics and things like that. So we talk about um, the canon of Scripture, uh, referring to the um, whole book of the Bible. And you also said something that I think I just want to reiterate to our listeners, Cindy, because today the Scriptures are being challenged. Today the Scriptures are being challenged um, by those who are coming along and saying, well, we believe in progressive theology, that the Scriptures need to be reinterpreted, there's a progression in understanding the scriptures and reinterpreting the scriptures, challenging the scriptures. Churches um, that are saying that the Bible contains the Word of God, you and I know that the Bible is the Word of yeah. God. So how it's is all? You know, yeah, it re- it really is, and it's um, it really is um, concerning to me. And we're going to talk more about it when you know we continue through the Book of Revelation. Uh, but there was key tests that were applied. You know, the Old Testament scriptures were put together by uh, the scribes and the scholars of the Old Testament. Um, but we know that there were some key tests uh, in the New Testament putting together uh, the canon of scripture. Is the book authoritative? Does the book give evidence of having the power of God? Is the book accepted by the people of God, by the church leaders? Um, there were books that were doubted, that uh, were, um, you know, dismissed by the Word of God. So there was different tests that were there. I think a good book for you, Cindy, to read is Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. And he really okay. goes into detail about, you know, the canon of Scripture and how it's put together, the reliability of Scripture, really how amazing and unique this book is that we read. And there's only one conclusion, that it did come from God. So there's different tests that were given um, to include the the New Testament writers. Uh, The Old Testament describes that had recognized um, the the writings as Scripture, and it comes together 66 books. Now, the other thing, too, that is happening, Cindy, and just kind of a side note, is that there are— those who are saying, well, we don't really need to read the Old Testament. And all right. Scripture is inspired by God, God-breathed, yeah, and right. it is exactly. profitable. So, Yeah, so we need to study it, and I think the best way to study it is going through it book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and that's the way to grow. So, yeah, Josh McDowell, we should have it in our bookstore, Cindy. I, I'm sure okay. we do. And Evidence okay. That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell, he really puts it together— Norm Geisler, there's probably some books in there um, as well. So, um, you know, he's got uh, some good insights. And then Ron Rhodes, um, he's got a book, the big book of Bible answers uh, that we've had in the bookstore as well. And those will explain really a little bit more in detail about all of that. Okay, okay, that sounds great. Wonderful. Good, super. I want to thank you so much. I have learned... So much in the six months that I, you know, I moved up to Greeley six months ago and I started coming to Calvary Chapel Greeley. And I have learned so much from you, you know, because you explain so many different things and you bring it all together. And, and, you know, last Wednesday I just went home and I was just like, wow. I mean, I have so many questions, so I couldn't wait until tonight to call you. <laughs> so, you <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you had to call me. Thanks, Cindy. I appreciate the encouragement, okay. but... You know, it's the Word of God that's touching you, um, because the Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Absolutely. So, yeah, and it's and and 
I tell you what, it feeds the soul. And the great need in the church today is just for Christians to continue to read and know and study the scriptures. So I appreciate it. So hope to see you tomorrow. So I'll be there. Go to, all right. Thanks, Cindy. Lord. I'll say hello thanks, to sir. you when you come in. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. We do have a study in the book of Revelation on Wednesday nights. We just started. We only got through three verses last Wednesday in chapter 1. Uh, there's a special promise for those who read the book, those who hear the book, and those who keep it. And all the books of the Bible are a blessing to be able to read. Uh, and um, so, uh, but the book of Revelation has a unique, special promise. So come out, join us if you're up in this area. Love to see us 7 o'clock. And you can check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, for direction. So appreciate the call, Cindy. Let's try Phil in northern Colorado. Phil? Phil, yeah, are you with it. us? How are you, yeah. Phil? I'm doing okay. Um, Good. Um, my question is, is uh, I'm going through a divorce with my wife, obviously, um, and um, I don't want to be right. I want to get it right. And um, I, my question is, is um, I've stopped going to church with 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 my kids on Wednesday nights, um, going, and I'm going to another church, so my wife will go to church with the kids. Um, and then the second part of that is, is I've been carrying that into Sunday. It's my kids are involved in this. Um, they're doing great in their youth ministry, and I don't want to disrupt that, nor do I want to take away my focus of worship or my wives. And um, I've been attending another church and I've had that conversation with my kids as best I can, but I just wanted to get your, oh, biblical, uh, check me on that. Yeah, Phil, and, you know, I can hear the, the hurt in your, your heart and in your voice because you want to be with your wife. You want to be with your kids. You want to be there as a family. And going through a divorce right now, you feel like, they need to go there so the disruption isn't there. And I think that it really is sitting down and talking with your wife, going through this process. You know, what would you think if I was there? Um, what would you, you know, what is the desire? Maybe you've already had that. Um, but right now, what I'm understanding, um, and I don't understand everything you're going through, but the Lord does that you're saying you feel like not to disrupt that, you're not going to church on Wednesday, and now you're not going to church on Sunday. Um, if you were there... I'm going to a different church. Know, yeah, well, you're going to a different church. You're not going to the same church. Yeah, thanks yes. for clarifying that. So, you know, but you, what I'm hearing is you want to be able to go to the same church. You want to be there with your kids. So have that discussion, first of all, with her and, and the impact. Um, that it would have on them, and then pray about it. And, um, you know, it's it's just a hard thing, a hard thing to, to Sunday. That's what I have a feeling that that is really a priority for you, and that's really what your heart is. You want to be with your family in church, in the same church. So, um, you know, all the ramifications that are, are playing in it, 
you know, that's sometimes we see that. We see that here of, you know, there's a, a divorce, a process of divorce, and because of the circumstances or whatever, I don't know what your circumstances are, that they're not able to, to go to the same church. Sometimes they are. The thing about us is is that we have multiple services, so sometimes they can come to one and then the other one goes to a later service. But I, what I hear from you is you want to be with your kids. You want to be there with them, and you want to be that spiritual leader that God has called you to be. And um, so I would have that discussion. Just sit down, have a heart-to-heart, um, see what you guys can come up to, even if you guys go and talk to the pastor um, for help and guidance. I think that would be a real key for you. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, okay. Meaning... Yes, um, and yes, everything you said was correct. Um, there's positive and blessings in this because this isn't over until God says it's over. Amen. But yeah, this this has allowed me to get in, to get back involved into my roots of a Calvary Chapel. It feels like home, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a mixed bag because I was trying to put my I was trying to put my family first and be be the spiritual leader and please my wife and and now going to this and it is all going to prayer um right and um the the church i've gone to as well as the other members have been i probably have have they been i probably was sent there on purpose but i've been trying to go there for a long time but it's like i've been putting my wife and kids first and just not just kind of like putting on the back burner but um yeah yeah i'm I'm just still waiting to hear from god and i just thought maybe i just hear you say yeah you know i i i hurt for you and you know i want to pray for you and you said something that's a key god is not through yet and you keep in that place of prayer and seeking direction and he promises as you go to him and then as you wait on him, that you're going to hear from him. That's Isaiah chapter 30. And that he will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So, Phil, let me pray with you, okay? Father, I pray for Phil. Uh, he's hurting. He's going through a divorce. He, he cares for his kids, his family. He wants to be there. And, Lord, I just pray that you would work. First of all, I pray, it's like Phil said, that you have the final say, that you would bring healing you bring restoration to this marriage. It may seem impossible. It may seem dead, but you're the one that brings life into that which is dead. And I pray that you would resurrect this marriage somehow over time. And Lord, that you would work. And as Phil, as he is, he's waiting on you that he would hear from you. And you promise that as we go to you, that as we wait on you, that you will bless those who wait on you. You'll be good to those who wait on you and that you'll be gracious to those who wait on you, that he will hear a voice behind him saying, this is the way. I pray that he would be able to be in a place where he can lead his children and and his family. And and Lord, I pray that he would be encouraged um, where he's going right now, be uplifted and, and find the support that he needs. So Lord, I just lift Phil up to you. I just pray that you would work mightily in his life right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Phil, thanks for calling. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Okay. okay.
Bye-bye. Hey, when we got some open lines, a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, give us a call and for prayer requests and for questions. And uh, we have a couple open lines, so grab one of those. And let's go to Brittany in Colorado Springs. Brittany? How are you, Brittany? I'm good, Brittany. How are you? This is amazed by God. Um, this is going to be an awesome story, and it's going to encourage okay. so many people that God's good, and He's always with us. Um, my mom almost had an accident yesterday. A semi truck almost hit her on the side, and then today I almost had an accident. Um, we were in, we were driving, and this other car was coming in our lane, and we were going like 40 miles per hour. So um, I probably would have died. Um, but um, wow. and then my sister in Christ in Arizona had had it the same time. She almost had an accident at the same time as me today. So we're all alive. <laughs> praise Jesus! I just wanted to shout out to Jesus and just please pray for me and pray for my sister because she was scared that she was going to lose her mom and me and her sister. So um, so God's Absolutely. so good and I, I'm, I'm amazed. I don't know. He's so good. He's a, he's a protector. You know. Yes. <laughs> You know he he is Brittany, and you know that I I have a I just suspect that when we get to heaven, if there's a replay on things um, in our lives, how much the Lord really protected us from things. And with you, it's obvious. You know, He protected you from an accident, um, a car accident. I know that uh, I had an experience with uh, my daughter uh, was on Highway 34 here in Greeley, and somebody rear-ended her. She's at a stoplight. And, you know, working with law enforcement um, as a chaplain for over the years, I know talking with them, usually an accident like that does not end well. It does not end well, especially when the speed limit's, you know, 65 miles an hour. But she was able to walk away unhurt, even though the car was totaled. So the Lord is good. And, um, you know, he he does, uh, he's our protector. And it doesn't always happened in that way. Unfortunately, I've known Christians that um, they were in a car accident and the Lord took them home, but we can mm-hmm. praise him for when he does protect us and he's working mm-hmm. and everything filters through his hand. And uh, so, yeah. I forgot so, to say, um, last year my husband was on a bike and uh, he was, he, it was a stop, stop light and he was going to the, he's going through the, you know, the, the walk thing and someone hit, almost hit him. Like, he yeah. got hit, but he didn't get, it was like a second he would have probably be under the car. Like, it was just a yeah. miracle. Wow. Wow, year. Brittany. So. Well, let's, let's <laughs> praise God, okay? Huh? Let's praise God, Brittany, okay? Father, yeah. I just thank you for Brittany's call and his encouragement. You are there. And um, we just ask um, always for our family members and our children and our loved ones, I know I pray for for protection. We can trust you with our lives. And uh, so, Lord, I thank you for the work that you've done in Brittany and her sister and her friend and the testimony. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, I thank you for Brittany listening and that you would just continue to work. Her husband, you know, got hit. Uh, could have been a lot worse. And so, Lord, just continue to uh, put your hedge of protection around them and her family in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks, Brittany. You too, Brittany. (laughs) God bless you. All right. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Pastor Jeff Figgs on Calvary Live. 
And uh, so blessed to be with you. That text number, let me give it to you again, is 720-336-0897. And let's go to Kathy in Loveland. Hello. Kathy? Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. I call in for prayers, and I was asked why. And it has to do with a new pastor at our church who has... um, he has a partner, and they believe he believes in same-sex marriage. And I'm having a very difficult time with this. There's letters from the bishop and diocese that um, are saying that the, some are standing up that it's wrong, and then others are saying that it's okay, and that they're going to um, reprimand the people who are saying it's okay, um, not okay to have this. And so now we have our pastor in our church that is this also, and I know sin is ugly in God's eyes, no matter what it is, and we're also right. to keep going forward from our sin and trying you know, every day. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to go back to church. I, I miss my church, but I don't know what I can do, and I feel uncomfortable going there and worshiping, yeah. and I don't know yeah. what to do. It's heartbreaking, Kathy, because you love your church. You got relationship with people there. Um, but unfortunately, more and more um, Christians are having to make a decision about as more churches, and not just denominational churches, but independent churches and, and um, non-denominational churches are accepting um, sinful lifestyles and um, you know same-sex marriage and all of this. Um, it's spreading rapidly, and we have to go back to what the Word of God has to say. And you've already pointed it out that it's sin. Um, and so th- what happens is is now more churches are hiring pastors that have a same-sex you know, uh, spouse or partner. They're, they're not even married, or um, there's, there's that, that compromise and sin that is obvious. We need to um, stick with what the Word of God has to say, and we don't hate people uh, of you know homosexuality or um, in same-sex marriages. We do declare what the Word of God has to say, and we speak the truth in love. So that's what we do. We stand on the Scriptures, and so uh, churches and um, Christians are going to have to make a decision whether there's going to be compromise from the Scriptures, or there's going to be standing for the Scriptures and what God's Word has to say. So, Kathy, as much as it is, if there's compromise in that area, there's going to be compromise in other areas. I can tell you that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be a dismissing of what the Word of God says. Um, I know that I mentioned already on this show that um, progressive theology is really big. And, um, you know... uh, I had a family member that died um, last spring, and the funeral was at a church that, you know, progressive theology is the big thing, and um, my daughter gave the gospel, and what the response was, and here's the thing, Kathy, that was interesting, is that one of the older people said, we appreciate it, our church is very liberal, and we're trying to get used to it. And I've come to understand what happens is people say we're trying to get used to it. No, 
they don't even know what the gospel is anymore. You know, you got to stand for the truth. So I would encourage you to get into a church that's going to stand for truth and, um, and you know, that's going to believe what the Word of God has to say. It's very critical. Or you'll find yourself going down that road of, of compromise with them, and that's what happens. To- the whole normalization of society is making, I know you can't ride the fence. It's either God or the world. And right. I I don't feel I mean I I um I yeah. miss I miss my yeah, service. Of course you but do. thank you so much for your advice. You and bet. Your prayers you for bet. support would be appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, let me know how it goes. Give me a call back and update me. Hey, I we're will. going to break. Going to break, and so we'll be right back for the second half of the show. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. My name is Jeff Figgs. I am hosting today's Calvary Live. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We have open lines, so give us a call. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord You can ask questions about the Bible or Christian living, or if you need prayer, we're certainly here to pray with you in that way. There's also a dedicated text line at 720-336-0897. Somebody just texted in, I was looking at it, and asking about uh, our Revelation study, if we posted them. We'll have them up on uh, the teaching archives. Uh, We've done one work, gone through three verses, so a lot of people have been asking about that. Also, if you go to the tab on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, you can go to Watch Live, and you can pull up the the last couple services. And also, we're on Sunday morning going through the Book of Romans. That has been an incredible study. So I'm so blessed going through uh, the Book of Revelation, uh, just starting that on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. we got a place for all the kids if you're interested uh, as you're up here in the Greeley area. And uh, you can also get on our website and live stream it, CalvaryChapelGreeley.com. You can listen to it anywhere uh, where you're at. And uh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights, and then Sunday mornings, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock is the Book of Romans. We are entering into this weekend, I think, one of the richest chapters in all of the New Testament, Romans chapter 8. It begins with, there's no condemnation, and then it uh, begins with no condemnation, chapter 8 ends with there's no separation, and in between how we have the spirit of adoption. And it's so rich, uh, that chapter, and it will be encouraging to you. We'll spend a couple weeks in it, so you can come, and and, uh, uh, on Sunday morning, uh, we got a place for all the kids at all the services, three Sunday morning services on 8 and 9.30 and 11, and then also if you want to live stream it as well. We'd love to have you. So um, love to meet you you, and serve you and your family. And we have such a wonderful children's ministry uh, that they're going to be encouraged in the things of the Lord, wonderful nursery, those who are loving those uh, little ones, those toddlers. And um, we want you to be able to be blessed through the teaching of the Word of God. So um, come and join us if you can. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go ahead and let's go to... Helen in Aurora. Helen? Hi, Pastor. You're on Calvary Live. 
Hi, I was just, um, I was calling for prayer. I was listening to the brother that was talking about his wife and then just going through the divorce and the two churches. And um, I find myself in a similar situation, except um, I'm not quite in the divorce part of it yet. My husband and I haven't been together for two years. But it's been a really difficult time. And just my main, um, I think the thing on my mind the most is like, you know, being believers, how are we going to give this example to our daughter of like, the divorce part of it. So I'm struggling with that. So I just wanted to ask for some prayer and some encouragement because it's been tough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I can hear the hurt in your heart and it is painful. And there is not one example that I know of a couple getting a divorce where there wasn't hurt. Um, one of the things that really just um, is such a um, deception and you know, Hollywood TV shows make divorce like it's, you know, no big deal. It, it is a big deal. And the reason that you're feeling it, Helen and Phil or anybody else, is because the definition of marriage is a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. There's a oneness that gets torn apart. And that's why you're feeling the hurt and the pain. So, Helen, I want to pray for you. I want to pray, you know, that somehow God works a miracle because he desires to do that. And uh, I can hear it in your voice. And he knows the situation. He knows the circumstance, the pain you're going through. But he's also God of healing as well. And um, and as t- two Christians, you, you mentioned you know, being an example to your daughter, it's very hard on her, obviously. And um, so, Father, I just pray. I pray for Helen, who's uh, weeping, um, not just on the phone, but in her heart, and just the separation that is there. And I pray that, Lord, that you somehow would work in restoring this marriage and healing this marriage, that there's the forgiveness that's there, there's you know the circumstance, and they've been separated for a couple years. Somehow there's a coming together, and Lord, that you would do that work. You would work a miracle because you're the only one that can do it. And I pray that you be with Helen. Help her heart that hurts. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, just work, and Lord, in, a, in an incredible way and, and bringing this marriage together. And I also pray for those who are out there listening because I know that um, this is something that is taking place in lives of people who may be listening to this program right now, that there be a coming together, there be healing in their marriage, there be forgiveness, restoring of a love um, that was there. And Lord, I just pray that you would work and be with Helen, bring the comfort that she needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Helen. Helen, can I read you a scripture? Yes. From Psalm 28, that David writes, The Lord is my strength and my shield, and my heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise him. And the Lord is my strength, and he's my refuge. And he's your strength right now. He's your help. And he says that, my heart trusted in him. And that's what I pray that you continue to do. You continue to pray. You continue to pray for your spouse and for your marriage. I I hope that you're in fellowship to where you can get support by believers. You can get wise counsel. And and that 
and that you both can get that and just be in prayer right now. And it's a hard, hard journey you're on, but the Lord, he cares about your marriage and he cares about you. And so I pray that God will do that work in, in you and, and through you and in your marriage. Okay? Amen. And that was uh, Psalm 28. Yeah, Psalm 28. Thank you, Pastor. Versus, <laughs> you're welcome. God bless you, Helen. God bless. Bye-bye. We have open lines, so you got plenty of time. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000, and we'd love to talk with you and talk about the things of the Lord. Um, let's go to, as uh, we have Garrett that's on line one from Longmont. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, I have a quick question. I suppose... Uh, Sometimes when I meditate or uh, pray or uh, even go to church, I get kind of choked up. You know, I guess I cry a lot in church for some reason. I'm not really sure why. I have nothing to be sad about. Um, Are those emotions normal? I guess that's kind of my question. Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with being emotional in that way. When you're at, when the Lord's touching your heart, um, you know, there's, there's a, 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 you know, a crying, a weeping, that's not a, a sad per se, but you're just overwhelmed by the Lord in the presence of the Lord. Um, right. That's how it feels. It doesn't feel like I'm sad necessarily because it feels like a kind of indescribable emotion, yeah, I and, suppose, you know? Yeah. And one of the things, too, when the Word of God touches you, you know, I can look out and I can see people that are shedding tears and I can tell they're being touched by the Word. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with emotions when you pray, um, you know, when you're hurting. David talks about, um, you know, that his he soaked his pillow with tears because he was just weeping before the Lord. So the Lord gave us emotions. He understands those emotions. Um, the only thing that we have to watch out for emotions is we don't allow emotions to lead us into where, you know, um, we, we want to make sure that, you know, emotions can be deceiving. Um, that's the other end of the spectrum where you're at. The other end of the spectrum is some people come in weeping because they feel like God doesn't love them. Um, and we know what the Word of God says, that, the God, you know, the Word says that He does love us. So we never want to be uh, misled by emotions, but emotions are a big part. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth on this, Garrett. The older you get, I think with me, the more sentimental I get. Um, it, it used to be when I was younger, when I first started in ministry, it was like, you know, be tough, be hard, be stern-faced, all of this. And now it's like um, the Lord has been so good. I get emotional too, just like you. Um, I, I Sometimes I'll kind of weep a little bit over the pulpit, and, and sometimes I get a little embarrassed by it, but the Lord's just been so good. I can't help it. And it's okay. It's okay. And um, so I think you're in a good place. Just keep enjoying the Lord. That's it. That's the thing. It's kind of made me uh, reluctant to have uh, a relationship, I suppose, at some point. No, because I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> no. It's kind of like obliterating, sort of. So. Well, just, you know, enjoy the Lord and, you know, just but it only continue. Removes the and fake, I guess, you know, and <clears throat> reveals to you the truth of everything. So. Yeah, just, but yeah, I appreciate the I appreciate the encouragement. 
Yeah, because sometimes people get can get really down and feel condemned. One of the things we're going to see on Sunday is um, that in chapter 8, after the struggle, chapter 7 of Romans, here comes chapter 8, and there's no um, now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that's such a wonderful truth, you know, because there are people that they go through their Christian lives feeling condemned. And once we understand that Jesus took the condemnation for us, and therefore now, that means right now, right now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I have people just, they finally, when they make it their own, when they understand it, they're just so elated by it, they just... You know, they they come out and they're they're weeping. They're and it's a weeping of joy. It's a weeping of thank you, Lord. So it's okay, you know. And you don't need to be embarrassed by it. So um, you just in, you know enjoy what the Lord is showing you. And and um, you know because I used to be on the other extreme, and the 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 Lord has um, you know brought me more to where I allow the the Word to touch me and people's testimonies and you know to allow me to do this for this many years man it's so incredible and i can get over it but that's okay i'm thankful so does that help garrett right on yes sir yeah and i really appreciate this program and i appreciate the time you put okay. into it Everything, absolutely so. thanks for the council jeff you bet be who you are just be who you are okay uh, I appreciate all right it. thank you very much sir god you bet all right, God bless you. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. Always a blessing to be with you, to try to encourage you. You know, God did give us emotions, and um, those emotions can be good. Sometimes they can get us in trouble. Sometimes um, they can mislead us, but um, the emotions are very much a part of what God has given to us. And uh, when we're touched by the word, it's okay, you know, to shed the tears or, you know, to allow the Lord to touch us in a deep way in that way. I think, I think it's good. So, hey, let's go to Andrew and Greeley. Andrew? Yeah. You're on Calvary Hi. Live. How are you? Um, good, man. Good. I appreciate this program. It's such an yeah. excellent thing to listen to every day. But um, I hope it's a blessing. It absolutely is. Um, I I want to do a few things. I guess give a give like a, a praise report where mm-hmm. I I was in such a dark place just just this whole past week, and I started praying extremely heavily. And it's it's really amazing just how how much my life is gone back on track. But I am extremely terrified that it can get back in a dark place too. Um, I, I think I just need a lot of prayer for anger and frustration right now, because like the, I just heard the guy talking about emotion not too long ago. And, uh, my emotion right. just gets overwhelming sometimes, right? I, I started losing track of God. I started getting too angry. I started getting too frustrated. I tend to just go really dark in my head and I don't have the motivation to pray to seek God. And I, I think I just need a, a spiritual strengthening, you know, a renewal. I think I have that renewal now, but right. I just need that spiritual strengthening now. And yeah. how do I deal with that anger now? How do I build myself back up so I have a greater faith, a greater trust, a overlook my emotion yeah. easier? 
I, right, right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you're, you're describing something, Andrew. I think with men, two, two biggest struggles that men have is lust yeah. and anger, those two uh-huh. things. And we do get angry, and, and um, we're told to put aside anger. Ephesians tells us that. Uh, Colossians tells us that put away anger, wrath, malice. You know, wrath is when you just, you know, it takes anger to another level. Uh, you know, malice is when you s- sit there and stew about it. All these emotions are we're told to put off. But um, I think, you know, we do get angry. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So there are times that we do get ang- angry. And at that time, we need to, just as you said this week, that you know you have felt the Lord really working in you and giving you victory, but also to realize that our flesh can rear its ugly head. And yeah. that's exactly what we've been talking about in Romans chapter 7. He, Paul's talking about this struggle. He talks about, you know, the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things that um, I should be doing, I don't. The things I, I shouldn't be doing, I do do. He just talks about this struggle that is in the flesh. And, and he comes to a conclusion of, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And and it's an important place for us to come to is that is, you know, who will deliver me from this body of death? Wretched man that I am. In other words, Paul's saying, I am a sinner, and and I need help. And he's going to answer that when we go into chapter 8 of Romans, and that is the Lord and walking in the Spirit. So it's really important uh, for you, Andrew, to be in prayer, to be in the Word, to be soaking yourself in the Word and prayer constantly. And so to say, Lord, I'm told to put these things off, and then I need you. I need to be walking in the Spirit. I need the the power of the Holy Spirit in my life to enable me to get rid of these things. And then the neat thing about it is God says, put away anger, wrath, malice, all those things. When he gives us a commandment, then he will work in us, enabling us to do that. So, um, Andrew, I know I just got kind of the thing that we lost you, but I hope you're listening. And I want to pray with you, but you keep submitted to the Lord, keep seeking the Lord, um, and understand that you know the flesh is going to rear its ugly head because there's a battle between the spirit and the flesh, and the flesh and the spirit. Again, Galatians, Paul talks about that. But you walk in the spirit, you depend on the Lord, you abide in Christ, and he's going to begin doing that work in you, transforming you from glory to greater glory. So, Lord, I just pray for Andrew. I just pray that um, as he humbly says, yeah, I've had this problem and I've seen victory, but I know that um, anger can come back. So I pray that you would do that work in taking the anger um, away um, that causes sin, uh, any wrath or malice, that you would just uh, replace it with gentleness and kindness and self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit being love, and Lord, that you would do that work. And I'm so thankful that we can give you our emotions, we can give you, you know, our our carnality, sin, all that. And, and Lord, walk in the Spirit, and you have come, your Son Jesus, to free us not only from the penalty of sin, but the power of sin in our lives as well, as we just depend on you, look to you. I just 
pray that you would just fill Andrew with your Holy Spirit and help him to keep his eyes on you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. So, hey, Andrew, thanks for calling. Sorry we lost you. Um, but if you know anything we can pray for you, please let us know. And you're going to see God's going to do a work. So I, I appreciate you calling and, and how the Lord's worked with you, and he wants to continue to work with you. Well, let's go to Ray in Baltimore. Pastor, hi. Ray? Thanks for taking my call. How are you, Ray? Uh, I'm pretty good. I uh, have almost a uh, duplicate question from Andrew. Um, I uh, and and my problem. I, I think a lot of people can relate to this problem. Um, back to Romans seven with Paul. Uh, I right. I continually uh, do the same sins over and over and over. And um, I feel I love the Lord very much, but I feel as if maybe I'm not saved because I, I keep doing these sins over and over. Right. Let me ask you, do, do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Very as much. As Lord and Savior? Then you're saved. Yes. You're saved. So... Chapter eight is going to and come. That there is, and and you may not feel saved, but take the word of God and rest in the fact that you're saved. Now, now that you're saved, because when Paul writes this in Romans chapter seven, there are some commentators that say, "Well, Paul was writing this before he was a Christian." I don't think he was. I don't think he was, Ray, because as you read it, um, we know Paul was a godly man. He's an incredible man of faith. But as you read the chapter, he, he goes on and he says that, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. He didn't say, I used to be carnal. In you know, the following verses, he says that I know that in me nothing good dwells. Before we were a Christian, we didn't think that way. We were all about the flesh. Here he says, I know that in my flesh is nothing good. So Paul, as he writes this chapter in this struggle, he talks about me, myself, and I. He uses that personal pronoun, I believe, like 47 times. The word law is there 23 times. There's no mention of the Spirit. So he's talking about um, if I do what I will not to do, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me, this sin nature that rears its ugly head. Then he comes, as I was talking with Andrew, to that conclusion, rich man that I am, that is coming to a humility and to a surrender and to a yielding, realizing that I can't do it on my own. And what Paul is saying in this chapter here, Romans chapter 7, which is very important for us to understand, in verse 11 he says that sin deceived me um, and it killed me. In other words, that it deceived me into thinking that I can just put a set of rules and and um, you know and build my life upon the law and the rules, and that that will conquer sin in my life, and it doesn't. He says in chapter seven, we're dead to the law. Nothing wrong with the law. The law is good; it's God's perfect standard. But the problem is us. The problem is us, Ray. We're right. weak. Even as Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the uh, flesh is is weak. So he's talking about the struggle. And and what I want to point out to you is in verse 24 when he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, 
who will deliver me from this body of death? And I thank God through Jesus Christ. He answers it. But the key is this, is who. It's not what. Yes, we need to know the law. We need to know God's truth, his commandments, his precepts. But it is who. And it is coming to the Lord in that surrender and saying, Lord, help me, help me. I struggle with this. And as you cry out and as you yield to him and as you are washing yourself with the water of the word, as you're abiding in Christ, as you are looking to him constantly and continually, I mean, every day with us, it should, it's every hour, you know, it's, it's almost every minute that we need to look to the Lord, that he's going to do that transforming work in us. And there's some yes, things sir. that we struggle with that we just like, Lord, I should be, you know, done with this, but I'm not. And it is frustrating, and that's the struggle that he sees. But to walk in the Spirit and stay close, it's who. It's who. Our flesh says how, but it is who. You stay close to him. You saturate yourself with the Word of God, praise music. There are certain things in your life that you get rid of that can cause temptation. You know what those are. And you're going to see that as you look at, you know, his glory and light, that those things begin to diminish and begin to lose its grip on you. But we've got to keep our th- eyes and our mind and our hearts on the things above, not on the things of this world. Because, like I said, we all struggle with it. We all have this struggling going on within us, and we need to come to that conclusion of, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? It's Jesus Christ. And so I want to pray with you, Ray. Thank you. You bet. Father, I pray for Ray. And Lord, it's in this world, especially the carnality and sin and stuff around this that bombards our minds. Um, Lord, it's hard and our flesh is real and it rears its ugly head. But Lord, I pray for Ray that you would help him to help him to keep his heart towards you, to be washed with the water of the word, to be taken in the praises of God. Um, to get rid of any of those things that may cause temptation. But, Lord, work in him. Fill him with your Spirit. And as he walks in the Spirit, um, Lord, Galatians tells us we won't fulfill the desires of our flesh. But, Lord, we know the battle is real, and it's in the mind. So I pray that you would help him renew his mind in the things of Christ and to just be in that place of safety and security. And that is your word and going to you, and to yield his body over as an instrument of righteousness, to understand he's dead to sin. He's dead to sin, and not to be enslaved to it, but, Lord, to be a slave to righteousness, and that is you. So I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. I, I appreciate your time. You bet, Ray. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Thank you, sir. You bet. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show, and um, so I appreciate everybody calling, and we've had a number of texts that have come in, and and, um, there's one text I want to answer. It came in. It said, said, is it okay for a Christian to have social media? And that's the first time we've been asked that, but yet it's a huge topic uh, in the church today. And social media, we can use it to further the gospel, to give verses, to encourage people. And I think that's good for Christians to do that. But I think Christians also need to be very careful that they don't use social media to, you know, just slam people or for gossip 
or for worldliness to be careful. We can spend a lot of time on social media, so be careful. You know, think about how much time do you spend on social media compared to the things that you spend, you know, in reading your Bible or um, the things of the Lord. So some Christians can spend hours on it, and there's all kinds of apps out there that you're looking at things, um, you know, hearing gossip, using it to slam people, gossip, and it ought not to be for Christians. So I would caution you, use those things to further the kingdom, to bless, to give scripture. We use social media here, Facebook Live on our services, but that's the parameters in which we're going to use. And uh, so you want to use it in a way that's pleasing to God and um, and be careful and talk to your kids about it because I think our kids spend so much time on it that they can't handle all the information. They can't handle all the things that are there and can really bring them down and depress them and discourage them. So have a discussion, be wise. And um, I think this is an important topic uh, for us as Christians because social media can be used for the Lord, but it also can be used by the enemy as well. And he does use it. And there's so much, so many apps out there. I, I have absolutely no idea. But make sure that you're prioritizing the Lord. Hey, we had a great show today. Thank you for calling. Hey, Lord willing, I'll see you guys again. I'm doing Friday's edition. I'll be back with you. Looking forward to it. But God bless you and have a good evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.